Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Bob O'Reilly, the who, kicking some major ass as we start hour number two of Sitting Friends in the Morning, 709 on your hump day Wednesday morning. I do love this song, so does Curtis, but there is some significance. Oftentimes we play these songs and there is some reason why besides the fact we love it. And it turns out that I guess he was an original member of the who, Keith Moon. Today would be celebrating a birthday, but he's dead for like 50 years. How long is Keith Moon dead now? He's been 1978. What is that? 22. So he's dead 45 42, years. 45, 45 years. Is today his birthday or yes. his death day? Yes. He would have been 77. Would have been 77, Keith Moon. You know, it's funny. The song starts with the great Roger Daltrey screaming out here in the fields. Maybe he was referring to Floyd Bennett Field, where you, Lou, me, and Curtis Sliwa were last night. Curtis Sliwa gets major ratings, noon to one every weekday afternoon. He also gets big ratings every weekend on overnights. But he does his best work here. He's even admitted that right here with me at 710 every weekday morning. I know at Yankee Stadium last week they were chanting, Fire Brian Cashman. Well, a crowd of hundreds, maybe thousands, in Brooklyn last night on Flappish Avenue were screaming, not Fire Cashman, but Sliwa for mayor, Curtis put together, I helped, but it was really him, put together this great rally. They showed up in big numbers. Curtis made an unbelievable speech after being arrested in Queens and Staten Island last week. Curtis came to Brooklyn and once again showed, while the mayor was doing the horror in Tel Aviv, that he is really 
people's man, the man from New York. I was honored to be there. Here he is, my friend Curtis Sliwa. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, and I was honored to be able to pour the water over your head, Sid, (laughs) and baptize you in your very first rally, very first rally that you hosted. You hosted this rally. Obviously, I assisted uh, Mike Sullivan from the moment we put the call out there, gathered together people from the Rockaways, from Brooklyn. They came out. As you know, we went to Fort Tilden. We went to Floyd Bennett Field the day before, and they spread the word. Oh, incredibly. But really, it was the power of WABC. People do not realize this is the most powerful radio station in the nation. And I have said 10 minutes on Sit in the Morning at 7.05, more people listen to me in those 10 minutes than listen to me on the 52 other hours that I broadcast here all week <laughs> where it's always broadcasting, Curtis. But it's true. I know the analytics. I've been doing this 35 years. It's an incredible listenership, and, boy, people showed up. But let me use that analogy. You were baptized last night. Yes. First time you hosted a rally. Yes. First time, forget about hosting. First time I've been to one. I spend most mornings killing protesters outside of you. Yes. But I must tell you, the intrinsic reward that I had last night was huge. And as uh, Sid started the proceedings right at 7 o'clock, uh, 7 o'clock we, don't, we don't waste time. You know, oh, is this politician here? We got to hold up. No, no politicians right away from the start. And I'm telling you, as you were speaking, Sid, and welcoming the crowd, people were whispering to me from Brooklyn, where you and I grew up, Curtis, it's time to settle all scores. It's time to settle all scores. They actually said that? Yes. That's very uh, Michael Corleone-like. Yes, on behalf of us, meaning all the people there, on behalf of our city, all the traitors, all the people who've stabbed us in the back, all the people who said this would never happen, Not just here, but in other places in the city, Republicans and Democrats have no fear, trust us. And what have I said from the, I don't trust any of them, none of them. And boy, the crowd, after you fired them up and you began your initial remarks. And let me tell you something. I've been to quite a few baptisms, christenings. This was amazing. And we didn't have to give you a brisk. We didn't have to bring the moil out, <laughs> blindfold him, and give him a Ginsu knife and a Rambo knife. No, no, no. You already had that. Now, listen, I was ready, and, and my emphasis was a systematic failure at the city level with the mayor, at the state level with the governor, to the federal level with Mayorkas, Harris, and the king creep, Joe Biden. That was my emphasis. It starts there. And it continues here. But you really brought out the local points doing a great job on the governor and the mayor. And that's why you got the loud applause, because people are sick and tired of excuses and people bending over backwards to appease the illegals when the homeless, the veterans, and everyday New Yorkers are still struggling. And uh, I brought my team with me, including uh, my wife, Nancy, who's done a deep dive on a lot of this as the e-attorney, peeling away the layers of this corruption, this fraud, these kickbacks, because there's billions of dollars at stake. And Republicans and Democrats are benefiting from this. Don't kid yourself. Well, got I, their... I, I didn't see Joanne Ariola there last Whoa. night, did you? Oh, wow. I wonder why. She? Yeah, isn't that her district? I isn't wonder that... why. Yeah. When she came on these microphones three months ago and savaged me 
call and say, I'm not listening to no talk show host. What the hell does he know? I'm a city councilwoman. The mayor's office would tell me we have a great relationship. <laughs> hey, lady, I know you're in the witness protection program now <laughs> because you're so in fear of your constituents who are so outraged that she is out of sight, out of mind. In fact, when you were at the Rockaway GOP meeting, She's the county leader. She wasn't even there. She wasn't even there. Mary Glynn showed up last night. She leads the Rockaway Republicans. No Joanne Ariola. Same thing last night. I got to tell you, at one point when you were mentioning local politicians, I mentioned her name. She got booze. Yes. And These people so. voted for her. They voted for her. She said, without a doubt, they're never coming to Floyd Bennett Field. They're never coming to Fort Tilden. Well, not only are they coming. But in Eric Adams' creative math, remember, $4 billion the cost becomes $12 billion in one week. 2,500 single, able-bodied young men with nothing to do, nowhere to go, and high levels of testosterone crashing through their cranium. Add an additional 5,000. Yes. City Hall said, no, we made a little mistake. It's going to be 7,500 employed men in field. And right after they said that, they said, and we understand it's not an ideal spot. Well, if it's not an ideal spot, why do it? Next question. All the mayor talks about, all the governor talks about, is getting these people work permits. I think that's the worst idea. The last thing you want to do is incentivize any more of these people who don't live here to come here. What do you think? They'll be swimming across the ocean. (laughs) Never mind going down to Mexico and crossing the border and waiting for Catholic charities, that rip-off agency with our federal tax dollars, to put them on a bus and tell them, oh, and here's a tour guide map of New York City. Enjoy your stay as Catholic Charity and Cardinal Dolan screw us over and over and over. And they act like, oh, we're religious. Oh, yeah, you're religious? The only religion you believe in is in God we trust. And let's emphasize the dollars, not the spirit of God. So this is a day where we take care of, we settle all our differences with enemies. And as you saw, Joanne Ariola, oh, my God, how she stabbed her people in the back. How could, how could she ever show her face again? But the crowd loved it, the fact that we didn't just attack a Republican. Stacy Amato Pfeiffer, who, who was born on third base, who stole the election. For maybe one of the greatest politicians of all time, a man of honor, Tom Sullivan. Even the Democrats say, this guy is a great guy. Uh, Listen, just to uh, point out specifically what Tom Sullivan did, he served in Iraq. He served in Afghanistan. He served in Kuwait. And on top of that, happened to be at the World Trade Center on 9-11 and literally threw bodies over his shoulder, saving lives on 9-11. You tell me a bigger hero than that. None. And a man of honor, when they said to him, we've stolen the election, the Democrats told him, we stole the election. You want it, but we stole it. He said, okay, I think I'm going to regroup and maybe come back on another day. What a man of honor. But anyway, then Stacey Amato Pfeiffer, she went to Breezy Point. All uh, the people who had equity, you know, who owned the little bungalows and little houses. She swore to them in front of that group just last week. Don't be listening to Curtis Sliwa. He's a liar. Listen to me. I'm an assemblywoman. I would know if Governor Hochul was organizing to send illegal aliens to Floyd Bennett Field and Fort Tilden. I would know. My mother's been around since FDR was governor. She's the Queens County clerk. She fixed the election for me against Tom Sullivan. 
And then and her father was a judge, too. Don't forget, both right. of her parents. This is nepotism with a capital oh, N. Oh, my God. And how does she face the uh, electorate there when she lied to them just last week? Both of these women knew what was transpiring. How could you not walk into City Hall where everyone's a yenta and they talk about... Well, listen, guys like Mike Sullivan, Joe DiGiacomo, two of my buddies, Tom Sullivan, who live in Breezy Point, they didn't vote for Stacey Pfeiffer Amato, but they certainly voted for Joanne Ariola. But I did make the point earlier today that there were some Democrats, Curtis, yes. in the crowd last yes. night. Yes. Because I'm not talking about Democrat politicians. They're lowlifes, almost all of them. Almost all of them. But... Democrat people who live amongst us, they want the same thing. They want safe schools. They want safe streets. They want to be able to thrive and prosper. And they did show up last night. And they were upset with Amato like I was upset with Ariola. You did receive last night, Curtis, to your credit, bipartisan support. And now we got to get down to the business. People said to us, what's the next step? Thursday. you got to turn out on the Brooklyn side uh, of uh, the Bell Parkway. Right. Uh, Toys R Us. Right across the street from the Mill Basin Golf Course. It looks like Apocalypse Now. Like uh, they, <laughs> they send heat-seeking missiles into Toys R Us. Graffiti everywhere. Show up in the parking lot. That'll be rally number two. But I was so disappointed. We put out the call to all the lawyers who were so quick to talk about, oh, we're there for the people. Yeah, they're there for the dead presidents. If we had put $100,000 on the table, they would have given us four ways to go to federal court to get a temporary injunction against us, a restraining order. And do you know something? Not one emerged. Well, Joe Murray did get back to me. Turns out he had a fire at his condominium in Florida, so he did get back to me. Audie Idala told us uh, the law, which did not favor us. But you're right. Nobody volunteered and said, hey, you know what? I want to help at the very least Tip. slow Tip. this thing down. If we Nobody. Put a, if we put, put $100,000 on the table, they would have given us four <laughs> different ways to go in the court. You know what motivates these guys. But we will. We're going to work on getting a lawyer to get a temporary restraining order because, as Anthony Weiner, the former congressman who represented that area, stated, there is a restrictive covenant that prevents people from being housed in national parks. So that's number one. Number two. Oh, by the way, the federal government, though, can, according to Idala, uh, overturn that. They can. Yeah, look, well, oh, oh, Harvey Weinstein, right? <laughs> he defends Harvey Weinstein. That's oh, true. I'm, I'm going on appeal for Harvey Weinstein. Why? Because Harvey's paying him money, right? That's true. Giselle Maxwell, oh, she's a nice woman. Why? Because she's paying you for appeal. Stop the nonsense. We know what motivates lawyers. Scatol, Bula, Shmula. Knock this up. Now, number two, you remember on this very program, I had said to everybody that St. John's Villa Academy in Staten Island would be converted into a shelter for the illegal aliens. You did say that. It's a small place. So I'm really looking forward to Nicole Maliotakis in studio coming up in about 45 minutes. But once again, to your credit, way before the news or anybody else, you did mention the St. John's Villa Academy on Staten Island. I will be there tonight, 7 o'clock. Oh. It's the community's rally. I'm going to be there, you know, to give them support. But last time you went to Staten Island, they arrested you. No, no arrest tonight. No arrest. I'm there. To sw- this is organic. The community itself is organized without the politicians. But I wonder where Joe Borelli's going to be. Remember what he said in the Staten Island advance on June 14th? Hey, Joe, 
You said, despite persistent, unsubstantiated rumors to the contrary, the Adams administration has confirmed with me there are no plans to use the former St. Villa, (laughs) St. John's Academy as a shelter for migrants. Really, Joe? You trust (laughs) Eric Adams? You traitor. Why, are you planning to go to work for them? (laughs) What the hell is this? Quote, this is what else he said. He said, oh, uh, I've disputed what he has made, false claims about St. John's Villa Academy being turned into a migrant center. Why are all these people going to be out there tonight, Joe? Uh Because the city announced two days ago... 300 illegal aliens being housed there <laughs> this weekend. Don't trust your politicians. Now, now you got three so far. You got Joanne Ariola, you got Stacy Piper Amato, and you got Joe Borelli. Joe Borelli. Oh, yeah, Joe, you know everything, right? What did you, uh, you, you Your lips are hermetically sealed <laughs> on Eric Adams' ass. <laughs> and now you can't even show up at the rally, right? What are you going to tell all those people? You disparage Curtis Lewa and you praise Derek Adams. Oh, they were telling me. Let me give you the other thing they said there. They said, in private conversations, members of the administration have denied plans to put illegal aliens there. So you made a great point that a lot of these people that show up at these rallies, in fact, the overwhelming majority, including last night, there were Democrats, but the overwhelming majority are Republicans. So they vote for people like Joanne Ariola yes. and Joe Borelli. Yes. And when they don't show up, these everyday folks, great Americans, are like, where are they? So when they criticize you and put themselves in a position where they have to stay away because it turned out to be liars, they're hurting themselves. They're hurting themselves. Well, Nicole Maliotakis, the congresswoman, is coming on. She put out a press release Free the Staten Island 12, led by me, who were arrested outside of that senior citizen home. You went on my friend Scott Lobato. Right. Where Eric Adams kicked out the elderly, members of the greatest generation, a woman who was 95, to make room for illegal aliens. She said we should be freed. No charges should be pending, like when Black Lives Matter would go tearing through the streets. They were never arrested. Where were the other elected officials signing on to that? Because they're embarrassed when I show up on Staten Island. They they don't even look me in the eyes because they would have to acknowledge we should have listened, Curtis, because we could have been organizing preemptively. We could have stopped this flood of illegal aliens if we didn't listen to Joe Borelli, who was saying, I got it. City Hall Eric Adams promised me personally no illegal aliens on Staten Island. So the next time you see Joe, yeah. say, hey, hey, Joe, uh, how did that go, huh? Well, I don't see Joe. Joe's not my, I mean, I like Joe, but it's not like me and Joe hang out. Come on, Sid. Every August, he's like, it's like Europe. No, and he's playing ping pong with Frank Morano. You have to send that message to people like Vito Bocello or Frank Morano. Oh, yeah. Or Johnny Tobacco. But now. Now the biggest one. Oh, my God, it's a bigger one. Because people marched in here. You remember, you saw them. We want Curtis Sliwa fired, suspended. We wanted a retraction, an apology. James Burke, an honorable man, the former police chief of Suffolk County, where everyone's a crook and corrupt, Democrats and Republicans, no doubt about it. He needs to apologize. He needs to get down on bended knee. Yeah, the only one who wanted to get down on a bended knee at the Veterans Memorial in Suffolk County was James Burke, who said, I love to suck 
and for the white guys, right? So hey, all you all of you apologists for that crook James Burke, who was basically running a brothel out there, who kept the FBI from coming in and solving these cases back in 2010. You can kiss my ass, because I'm coming after all of you. Today, Sid Rosenberg, we settle all scores. Peter King, you better apologize. Joe Varelli, you better apologize. Joanne Ariola and Stacy Amato Pfeiffer, you can't even show your face in your community. We're marching on. We're going to get action. This is not a politician's fight because they always run unless they see money in front of them. This is a people's fight. Moderate Democrats, Republicans, Independents, we're taking our city back. I took the two back out.